Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, you are listening to Nobody Cares, the podcast. I am your host, Auntie Donahue, who is very excited to be referring to herself in third person. Uh, this is the premiere episode. This is the first one, which is exciting and also terrifying because... When you start a podcast, people listen to the way you talk. And I've been told I sound like a valley girl. And I made peace with it, but it's up to you to make peace with it, I guess, for yourself. I did that valley girl reference on purpose, though, because I am obviously brilliant. And our theme this week is the 1990s. I've recruited my friend and former editor and person I used to be really afraid of because she's kind of intimidating until you know her, uh, Randy Bergman, to be the person to come on and talk about what she cares about and nobody else cares about. And you're probably listening and wondering, everybody cares about the 90s. I hate this podcast already. You're a liar. Cool. But also not so much because we end up going into some really interesting conversations about the way 90s fashion has been ignored and at way sometimes we still ignore 1990s fashion. Also the way we kind of romanticize parts of the decade. The other parts of it were terrible. We get way more into the 90s and say Kendall Jenner wearing Calvin Klein, which for the record is not mentioned until I just did it now. But you're welcome. I love pop culture references. I don't want to waste a bunch of your time and I don't want you to get put off by my hashtag Cheryl Horowitz voice. But I will say every week we're going to feature a new guest who's going to bring something to the table that they really, 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 really care about and everybody wants them to just shut it when they start talking about it. That said, some of the topics are insanely, wonderfully great, bananas, interesting, all of those wonderful words where you're like, how do people not want to hear this? And then there are others that I have friends coming in and I am thinking, okay, all right, we're going to make this interesting for at least half an hour. The thing is, I found that when you do find something that somebody loves, it's always going to be interesting when they talk about it. So we're going to change the rules, I guess, in that Nobody cares until they come onto the podcast and then they make you care. So let's do this. Randy Bergman, episode one. Nobody cares except for me. Hi, this is Auntie Donahue, and this is Nobody Cares, the podcast about all of the things nobody cares about except for you who might be listening, except this week. We stray from convention right away, actually, right out of the gate. We're, we're going to talk about something that I don't know if a lot of you have heard about it, but it is called the 1990s. <laughs> and my guest today is a resident expert in the decade and everything affiliated. It is Capsule 98's creator, pioneer, maverick. She's sitting next to me. She doesn't know when to start talking. I can tell. Her name is Randy Bergman. And let's give it up for her. She's sitting next to me. Nobody's clapping, but I'll clap. Yay! Hey, hey guys. Hey, everybody. So you give many shits about the 90s. Many. Many. All my shits. Now, here's the thing. Everybody now cares about the 90s. Two years ago, only, I mean, 
cool people cared. Four years ago. Four years ago. Oh my god. Get goodness. with it, okay? I'm not with it. That's why you're here. You're <laughs> going to explain it all to me. I've got like doilies on my shoulders apart from my sweater. This is not a with it person. But the 90s for a while, I'd say in like the mid noughties were disgusting, for lack of a better phrase. And you've loved the 90s since being a child in the 90s. Well, I love the 90s being a child in the 90s, but I really came back to it, I would say, four or five years ago when it started to bubble up on the runway and they started to put all these things on Netflix. 90210 in particular got put on Netflix Canada. And I really just like deep dived and lost my shit. Now, okay, here's the thing. 90s resurgence seems to be like a buzzword every spring and summer, every fall, winter, especially if you're interested in fashion and style and everything associated. Um, why do you think it came back in a way that's um, almost, I mean, it's it's almost like a manic fervor around the 1990s. Yeah, I would say it's kind of unprecedented. Like, I would say that every generation, uh, you know, I guess they could try, they, they'd say that they trace nostalgia back to the 50s, because um, that was the first decade that people didn't want to, like, kill themselves when they thought about the past. Extreme Don Draper voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, Don Draper would be 100% accurate. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but I think that the fact that the internet is in its sophisticated stage has made 90s forever what it is today. Like, I think every decade, ha- every generation, you know, up to that time has has been nostalgic, but I would say that our generation given the internet, you know, in its sophisticated sort of like listicle state and everything is a deep dive, every single corner of your memory becomes a think piece or a, you know, a little YouTube video or whatever it is. I think that that sort of allowed us to really go crazy. And I think what's interesting about your interest in the 90s is that it's everybody probably listening right now is like, everybody likes the 90s. What are you talking about? But I like I, it more. I like meh. And then I'm like, why do your voices sound like that? You're adults. Get <laughs> your shit together, please. I'm embarrassed. But I think a lot of people, when we talk about the 90s, it's almost a very like surface conversation. We talk about the fashion or we like reference Nirvana or we reference Titanic and then we move on. But you have done something unique in that like you've used your past as kind of a gateway into bigger themes and bigger conversations around the 90s. I mean, I've always known you to be like a fashion, I don't want to say guru because that word is gross, but like you, you are, could say icon. You're an icon. You're a fashion icon. <laughs> you were also my boss once, which is very exciting. True. Yeah, I know. I was very scared of you. I still am, <laughs> but in a good way, full of respect. You've like used the 90s as a gateway to like bigger conversations. And I am, even in the way you do Capsule 98, I think it's kind of a reflection of our changing minds and our changing attitudes. Because I mean, like, even the way you talked about like Cruel Intentions and Titanic and all of the like, and Studio 54 and all those movies. Iconic. Uh, very iconic movies about like sex and about like growing up and rebellion. Um, you lead into conversations about the way we kind of talk about those things now, I find anyways. Yeah, well, I think that, I think the interesting thing, I think what I've always found interesting about fashion or culture is that a lot of people sort of take, like you you said, a lot of people take things at face value and context to me is like the biggest thing that separates your, I guess, understanding and, you know, creates a richer understanding of these pop culture moments without the context of understanding why these movies came out at the time, why they might be coming back, why everybody's so into it. I think you sort of, you can take something at face value and think it's cool, move on to the next thing. But I'm just interested in how those things all work together. So how do you think they all work together? And why do you think they're coming back now in such a 
heightened way aside from like the internet and listicles well I mean it's it does like I said before like nostalgia sort of does you know creep up every 20 years or so fashion trends come back every 20 years it's sort of a natural thing I guess it's just you're it's I guess it's just enough time that it stopped being gross and it's all of a sudden appealing like how we're coming back into the 2000s now I want to I want to walk <laughs> into the lake <laughs> but it's funny because it's like it, you know for so long the you know the epitome of like disgusting trash style was like 2001 or 2003 and now you look at that stuff it's all over Instagram it's like you know every second Instagram photo is like a picture of Christina Aguilera in the dirty video yeah which by the way was a very underrated album that whole album was very good but yeah we'll talk it was about freaking the 90s, amazing I just need to put that out into the universe <laughs> because a lot of people are like ex Tina where'd she go she was trailblazing you idiots but anyways it was her birthday yesterday it was her, and you posted mm-hmm. Jeannie in the Bottle video love her now when you talk about I think a lot of people also when we say the 90s it's, it's almost a bit of a and you don't do this but it's almost a lazy catch all from like everything from grunge everything from like um, I mean god there's like that goth influence it's mm-hmm. like industrial there's Limp Bizkit there's pop there's the 90s were massive Huge, yeah. and they were they spanned so many different realms and so many different genres um, what is your favorite area of the 90s and why well my favorite era I mean it's funny because I was you know I I I was alive. That was the whole, that was the first decade I was alive for, I guess. But I, you know, for the full decade. But, you know, I only started to become really aware towards the end of the 90s. So I would say that probably, like, I'm more partial to the end of the 90s. Like, I I had two older, I, I still have two older siblings. <laughs> um, but they, um, they were a lot older than me. They were five and ten years older than me. So I experienced, like, grunge through them. But it wasn't really my decade. It wasn't really my time. Like, my time was, or, you know, my era of the 90s my time was really more that like pop thing and then to me I mean you know it's funny there's two two different ways that I look at the 90s like the 90s that I experienced like you were saying before the 90s that I experienced like as a child which to me is like super like poppy candy like you know light pastel colors and neon and things like that and I you know I appreciate it that way but then there's the other version of the 90s which I appreciate so much more as an adult which is like Madonna and re like re-watching Showgirls and realizing that it's like my favorite movie of all time which you I love Showgirls I love Showgirls more than any movie I think what is it about Showgirls that you love so much I love okay well I mean my the, the general the general rule for me is like if something is just like tacky um tacky and and camp without really realizing it like it, you know ironically ridiculous if that makes sense um and i think that showgirls really does the best job of that ever like i remember watching show I, the first time i ever watched showgirls i was definitely like too young to see it and i remember watching it in my friend's sister's room and like really like quietly like in the basement and like and just being like oh my god this is so sexy and scandalous but like put it to bed for like 20 years and then rewatched it and was like it's no longer this worse, like this horrible, tacky. Well, actually, sorry, I shouldn't say horrible, tacky. I should say it's no longer this horrible, sexualized movie. It's now become like tacky and iconic, um, which is why I love it so much. I love, I love that everything is so overacted on purpose, which is, which is actually the direction of the director. Um, everything is so overacted. I love the style. I love the storyline. I love how absurd it is. And I've it, never seen it. It's literally the best movie. I think we've made plans for me to come over and see it <laughs> about a thousand times and then every time we get to your house or we are already at your house and I'm like, let's just watch Sex in the City again. Yeah, absolutely. Which I, is <laughs> also, I think, interesting because like, I've always, I mean, I was a teen 
um, and I equate you a lot with Sex in the City. I was Thank a teen you. when that premiered, but I didn't watch it until probably season three or four when, mm. because in 19, what did it come? He 98. 19, 98, right. And that in itself is like, indicative of the changes between like the late 90s and early 2000s i mean even the way the television is structured and everything um but you i always find have latched on to like almost and i don't want to be like you're such a carry because everybody <laughs> would collectively slip their throats in the middle of me saying that but you i think i am a carry you are a bit I have like to say. <laughs> it's like yeah i think you've like managed to curate a collection of like not kitsch but of eccentricities and made it a palpable thing that you've been able to define yourself by and with. Thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's actually weird to see, hear you say that because I used to be upset. Like, I've come around to this, like, tackiness, like, late, later in – late, late? I call this my late youth. We are – yeah, oh, my God, I'm full on – we're going to be teens till we die. Yeah, we're, like, late I'm, youth – Ann and I are the exact same age, pretty much. The exact same age. I'm <laughs> full-on broken out because of PMS. I'll never... We're teens until we're dead. It's as simple as that. Um, but yeah, it's funny, actually, because I came to this, like, tackiness a little bit later. And when I was younger, when I was, like, in my early... Tw- late, late teens, early 20s, I was really into, like, sophistication. And I thought that I was going to, like, only care about the 60s and 70s and, like, only care about Andy Warhol. And I remember reading this part of his book he has this book called from a to what was it called a to z the philosophy of andy warhol i think um and part of it is that he says he had he basically had all these friends who were crazy eccentric and like would pick them up because he just loved that they were also different and crazy in their own way and he was like i'm actually fairly boring and i need to create my own eccentricities and in a weird way like i don't think i'm boring but maybe i did that a little bit i don't know but i i'm always attracted to eccentricities and and for lack of a better word, tacky, which is my word du jour. But I think that's also like why the 90s deserve a celebration because um, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, even the 50s, you think of like tackiness was like status quo. Like there was no, there wasn't anything really outside of that. Like even as somebody that likes to buy a lot of vintage clothing, everyone wore bright prints. Everybody wore like an excess of jewelry. Everybody was loud. Everybody was colorful. Mm -hmm. The 80s, you start to see it break off a bit. I mean, the 70s, there's punk. But then like the 90s was almost like if you were to take the snow globe, just like drop it. And then there was like everybody for themselves. Do you know what the craziest thing ever? It's a very distinct memory that I remember having at the time, which I think is crazy now to think back at it. Talk to me. I remember when I was like, I had this moment in grade six where I was like, the 90s has no style. Me too. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, because I was like, I think you, you get, you, you, especially in the fashion industry, you get not that I was so sophisticated in the '90s, but in the fashion industry, you get very used to these like archetypes of style. Like the '70s is one thing, the '60s is, is one thing, the '80s. And I remember thinking like back around '96, '97, that's when it became so like '70s weird. Yes, yes, yes. And I had like a vague '70s theme at my bat mitzvah. Yeah. Um, and. I remember thinking because of that, I remember thinking there was no style. And now you look back and you're like, oh, my God, like how more specific could the 90s be? Right. And I remember because I remember thinking the exact same thing because in grade seven, grade six. So like grade seven for me was 1997 and 1998. Grade six was 1996, 1997. So in grade six, you saw more of like um, the 60, late 60s a bit with like the plaids and the collars. And then it goes into the 70s. I remember having a pair of like plaid flares from Northern Mm. Getaway. And I would wear it with like um, one of the colors. 
like one of the like contrasting colors and I'd wear it with a tight turtleneck and I was like, I look amazing. And then I, <laughs> I would rem- wear that now. I would wear that now. <laughs> but I remember being like disgusted at the idea that in two years there may be like a nine the early nineties would come back mm. and we'd see pleated shorts and we'd mm-hmm. see fanny packs and we'd see um Oshkosh Bakosh or Mick Kids clothing. Mm-hmm. Um and I it's it was a uh, what you don't understand when you're that young is that it's very like important to celebrate the past while also like retaining parts of the decade that you're in, which I think the nineties also did a good job of because mm-hmm, it definitely. was also very overt in its tackiness and also very overt in its minimalism, which is really a strange mm-hmm. crossroads because I think for me, the late nineties, I think of like club Monaco or I think of the gap or I think of mm-hmm. wanting to wear like just a t-shirt and khakis and a bucket hat and being mm-hmm. like, this is perfect. But that's like kid you. It's kid me. Late nineties is like very, you know, yeah. In a sophisticated way, it's very much like that Calvin Klein minimalist look, yes. you know, like Jacqueline, what's her name? Um, uh, John, John F. Kennedy Jr.'s Carolyn Bissett. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's very her. Yeah. To me at least. It was that idea. And then there's like when yeah. you think about um, I think 10 Things I Hate About You is actually a really, really great reflection of how I don't going to keep saying fracture, but it kind of is the like uh, everything was kind of at odds near the end. So you have like somebody like Kat who's all like post riot girl, grunge, rock and roll, et cetera. And then you have like Bianca who's got that fetish ad on as part of a collage. And everybody knows that fetish ad if you're <laughs> listening. It's like the got milk posters of the like, what was it, nail polish or was it makeup? I don't remember. I think maybe was it not shoes? Oh, like, maybe it was shoes. Yeah, she had nail. She I remember her nails matched the phone receiver, and I okay, was like, I "Oh, remember, I want yeah. when I'm grown up, I'm going to do that." <laughs> and the clear phone with the the clear phone. Inside. I think like the '90s, and I and this is probably why everybody should care about it, as opposed to nobody caring about it, is like the gateway to what you imagine growing up will be like. Because I think you're when you're a kid, you have a weird idea of what growing up is but then it's almost like you watch stepmom starring julia roberts and you're like oh all of these are possibilities like mm-hmm. i can wear a white button-up with a black bra and go to mm-hmm. a photo shoot and i'm really lately my 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 new style icon is julia roberts in notting notting hill really tiny glasses beret oh that is you're kind of i mean if you had glasses on today yeah you could make that happen yeah i mean that movie in itself is a game changer Good time capsule as well. Okay, so I mean, (laughs) God, I love that time capsule. Speaking of which, I want to get onto that before everybody's like, bitch, talk about the time capsule. I'm on it. (laughs) Stop nagging me. So what are you going to do? I mean, I guess give some background information, but then I want to know, like, what happens when it's done? Like, do we have material for the next two? Because I'm not ready to say goodbye to the time capsule. Well, yeah, it's a good question. So the I'll give some background on the time capsule. Talk to everyone about the time capsule. (laughs) Um. Everybody, everyone, meet my time capsule. So my the reason why I started this capsule ninety eight thing is a few years ago my mom made me clean my closet um, in my parents' house because I basically it looks like I still live there and uh, I had to clean my closet and I found a three part time capsule that I made in ninety eight which was same time as you would have been grade seven the grade glory eight. days. I yeah. wish the time capsule was voiced right now by Willem Dafoe. <laughs> If we could just get the time capsule to say no, a my time words. capsule would be like friend Drescher. Oh yes, it would. Yes, it would. And what a gift it would be. Yeah. Um, oh my god, that's a great idea. Maybe that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a cartoon voiced by friend Drescher, and it's going to be my time capsule. Oh my god, you heard it here. And also, <laughs> can somebody please finance that because I want to watch the fuck yeah, out of it, guys. I have some other options if the nanny's not available. Wonderful. Um, yeah. So the time capsule. I yeah, it was a three part time capsule that I made at the time. Um, I weirdly did not remember making it, which is insane. Um, but I. Just just remember being very obsessed with documentation so obviously it would make it did make sense that I would make something that 
you know, detailed. Uh, and I just like fell in love with it and just like cried laughing. Um, and then I turned it into an Instagram account um, called Capsule 98. And then that subsequently became a podcast. So, Which yeah. I've been on. Yeah. Humble brag. Humble brag. We're just on each other's podcast. Uh, we're on each other's podcast. <laughs> I've also listened to that episode twice because I was so impressed with how funny I was. <laughs> we're I, funny. I'm a narcissist. It's totally fun. We are very funny. Okay, yeah. guys, tell us if we're funny. Don't tell us Don't if we're tell not. Don't tell us if we're not. Don't yeah. you dare tell us if we're not. I'm not interested in your criticism. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I mean, the idea when I started the Instagram account was I was going to start it from like January to December and share everything, as many things as I could match to the day that I would share them on those days. So to your point, now that the year is ending, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's 2018 next year, which is 20 years. Maybe I'll just start it again for the people who don't know. I don't know. So is everything out? You've done it all? Almost everything. I mean, it's like the end of December, so there's still a few things like my uh, Florida trip <laughs> that's good that's coming to uh, my Instagram. Oh my god! Um, apparently, I think we went to um, the Everglades. Oh, it was it was Hello. fun. Yeah, that's a Bergman adventure. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'm just going to keep it going and just pretend like I didn't have that message of being across the year. Yeah, and you know what? I didn't <laughs> even know about that. Okay, being, good. Like Great. I, yeah, I just assumed it was almost like. Because I kept so much stuff, and then I went through a phase in high school where I was actually like, almost embarrassed about being a te- oh, like no, a young and you teen. Threw everything out. Threw everything <gasps> out. I don't have very much. I don't have. I'm a. I have a problem where I purge too often and too much. Like I get rid of everything oh, no. all the time. So I. It's really bad. Like my apartment, even now, it's like the only the things I need, and then it's mm. like gone. So I am living through you because I kept all of my stuff, and then in grade eleven and twelve, I remember being like, could not believe I saw Never Been Kissed like three times in theaters and threw all of the tickets. <laughs> oh away. my god! But I like wept at the ending of that movie, even though now in retrospect it's grossly inappropriate. I feel yeah. Oh my god, totally. I feel like um, if I. If, you know the Marie Kondo book about like you know does this yes. item give you joy yes. I feel like I would not get rid of anything because I'd be like yes this item gives me your joy your apartment is filled with joy and my favorite <laughs> thing about it is the 90210 pillow yes so I'm gonna do because we are oh my god we're almost near the end of this conversation that's insane I could talk to you forever in general but especially about the <laughs> 90s um, a little couple rapid fire questions okay. about your specialty shit right okay so first and foremost why should people why should people outside of the um, aesthetic spectrum give a shit about the 90s well I think, uh, I mean, if you're not interested in any of the things that we talked about, I mean, at the very minimum, it would be interesting to learn about the last decade before real technological touch points. You know, obviously we had, obviously we had the internet and everybody remembers ICQ and little, you know, using it for projects and stuff, but it didn't, you know, seep into your life in the way that it it has now, obviously. Um, So, I mean, in that respect, it's kind of an interesting look. Um... Yeah, let's okay. say that. All right, okay. Uh, favorite 90s movie? Showgirls. It is for sure Showgirls. Yeah. I can't say the word, but that's fine. We'll move I on. Mean, I mean, again, hard to answer because there's like, what was my favorite movie in the 90s versus like, what is my favorite now looking back Let's at the do 90s. one of each. Okay, favorite movie looking back, obviously Showgirls. Favorite movie at the time, cross between now and then and A League of Their Own. Oh, oh, absolutely. 100%. Uh, favorite... Little Women also. Oh, oh, I never, I've never seen Little Women. Oh my God, you're such a Joe. I'm such a Joe. Oh, you're going to love it. I, I've seen the old one, Catherine Hepburn. Who cares? I, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> disgusting. Uh, okay, favorite <laughs> 90s band group girl groups count obviously because i mean oh my god uh, okay like i I need a top five okay again 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 two different answers like looking back in the 90s adult me madonna of course Mm -hmm. um but at the time 
Backstreet Boys. Love it. Oh. Uh, and uh, obviously Spice Girls as well. I mean, well. obviously. I had a scrapbook of all Spice Girl stuff. I had the dolls. I had everything. I had one friend. So that's I had a lot of time. I had a lot of time. You, mean you had six friends. I had six friends. And I remember being like, I look like Baby Spice because I wore my hair in pigtails with my plaid pants. Uh, so it. sad. So sad. Um, 90s heartthrob. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You don't have to say Leo just because I'm saying No, I think I have to say Leo. Obviously, you have to say Leo. I mean, Romeo and Juliet. Another person that I really was obsessed with in the 90s, which is very rare, is Elijah Wood. Really? Yeah, he was like my first crush. Flipper. Yeah, uh, my mom forced me to see Huckleberry Finn, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, and I like really fought like tooth and nail. I did not want to see it. My brother wanted to see it, and we went, and I was like, oh my God, what is sex? Oh, wow. See, JTT for me was my like first real solid crush from the 1990s. 90s. I remember having like I got in the face with a baseball and I had to go to the ER and my mom felt bad so she's like it's fine she got me all these tiger beats and I'd never gotten them because my mom had been like they're a waste of money and that's when I loved home improvement but then I was like oh I love JTT and home improvement so then yeah. I liked a boy named Chris for like three years because he looked like JTT in my <laughs> I think didn't you also like somebody who looked like Leonardo Liam Caprio? yes Liam <laughs> he burned down a townhouse and I had a huge thing for him and he wore the same San Jose jersey like on a regular basis and in 2003 he became Ryan of the OC and then he did yeah and there's some jail in there it's fine we're okay okay and my last but not least question and you can answer this again. I want your your ninety self, and I want your current self. Fashion trend. Why would you do that to me? Because you're the icon. Of- <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? Actually, I can actually. I, you know what? I shouldn't say that. I should answer definitively because I love a slip dress, and I. St- oh and I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I am sli- a slip dress. You are a slip dress. You can. You. I want everybody on the internet right now to follow Brandy on Instagram because her fashion sense is so unfair because I have tried to dress in the spirit of you and been like, oh, this has been such a mistake. You just need to wear like basically nothing. But you do it so well. I think it's just like I look too – like there's just too much happening on my end where they're like, oh, she's – we need to get her a shawl. She is a grandmother in her heart and they can tell. Yeah, but that is your aesthetic. I like hot so. grandma. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm like – I sh- my name should be like Marilyn but not Monroe, like an old like, no, woman like, who like works m- at a bank. My aunt's name is Marilyn. Yeah. <laughs> David's wife's name is yes. Marilyn. A little side backstory from the 1990s. My mom knew Randy's uncle when I was a little kid, and I thought he was the most handsome man. He loved bird watching. David Bisgold. And when we became friends... I mean, you, you were like, I only knew one Jew, and his name was David Bisgold. And I was like, that is my uncle. And here we are today. I grew up in Cambridge. I went to a Catholic school, did not have a lot of Jewish friends. So that's basically the 90s. If the 90s delivered anything, it was David Bisgold to my family. Yeah. My mom thinks he's very handsome. Uh, he, he is very yes. handsome. He's very handsome. And let's just, the, so next week we'll be talking about David Bisgold. <laughs> And why everyone should care about maybe we should have been together. I don't know. Yeah. So he's literally 80. That's your so slip dress. <laughs> he is literally 80. Slip dress and like 
anything a stripper would wear. Oh, great. In the 90s. In the 90s. In the 90s. And then that's what you, and as a child in the 90s, what would your go-to have been? Oh, as a child in the 90s, probably cross, but, oh my God, so many. I loved like a, like a mini dress. Of like course a you did. Bat mitzvah dress, like oh. just like a summer bat mitzvah dress. Um, I loved that. I loved like, like fat shoes like like just Ooh. the you know like the fat heel spice kind shoes. of thing yeah like a spice shoe mm-hmm. sort of thing like a platform loved chokers oh i wasn't allowed to wear those my parents said they were i was they were too adult chokers? i know i was not can we talk about the one friend i had and bless everyone I, for good reason <sighs> i'm sorry it's fine i think my go-to was like i went through a big adidas pants phase in grade mm, eight and one. um i had this gap bucket hat that i was like this is who i am now yeah yeah i felt amazing in it i should actually say just anything from like the gap or le chateau at the time i would pay so many dollars for gap dream to come back oh my god is it is it dead yeah it's dead i at replied them and they got back to me I mean, I think that that's a really smart idea, business idea for them. That's all these brands have is like the nostalgia. I want the because like, they had that um, collection over the last couple. Was it last season or something? Anyways, it was a capsule collection of just their iconic stuff, and I bought like the hoodie and the shorts, and like it sold out in hours. I have a few things. Yeah, bring it on. Listen, brands, I know you're listening to us. We might be doing something with the Gap Capsule ninety eight <gasps> May third of that. Oh my god! Well, you know what? That's a great closing number. I'm really glad you came on this podcast. <laughs> fall into the gap. So I think people buy this and I have fallen into the gap. I had so many gap ads <laughs> I've on I've fallen my, so deep into the, the gap. I am in the gap still. <laughs> Who are we getting? I can't get out of the gap. Mind the gap. I can't. I'm in it. Um, <laughs> somebody please help me. <laughs> this has been so much fun. I think everybody cares about the 90s now if they didn't before. You I feel like anybody listening in their right mind are probably like, we already know you guys. We're your friends. And to our two friends listening, we say, thank you. <laughs> Can somebody contact The Gap? Um, Can Anne's one friend from the 90s phone in? Yeah. Can she, I know. God, she probably has all of her Spice Girl stuff. I should probably get on that. It's fine. Uh, anyways, this has been Nobody Cares. That was Randy Bergman, you heard. I'm hey. Auntie Donahue. You should check out Randy's uh, Capsule 98 Instagram account. You should check out her podcast. All of this is very Googleable. If you can't do it, I can't help you. Just kidding. I'll put it in like the link or whatever to this. And follow Randy on Instagram and on Twitter. She's amazing. Thanks. Oh, my God. She's a really great writer. And I'm still a little bit afraid of her sometimes. But I, also, I've come over to your house when I felt sick. So it means we're real friends forever. Yeah. Yeah. B-F-F-A-E-A-E. Oh, my God. I totally get a best friend's necklace with you. Very 90s. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. So now let's hear what you guys care about, which, by the way, you can get on too. If you go to my website, nobodycarespodcast.ca, you can either phone in or write in, and we can talk about all your obsessions that are not shared by the rest of the world. Anyways, here we go. Here's our next batch. Hi, I'm Sam from Parenting Then and Now. Check us out on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast provider. And I just want to say I'm going to reveal something here. I'm embarrassed to admit that I'm obsessed with the original Planet of the Apes movie. Yep, 1968, Charlton Heston. It was the very first movie I watched back in the day when I was a kid that had what we would call a twist ending. And I was so overwhelmed by that final scene that I just never forgot it. Anyway, kind of weird. That's my thing. 
I am obsessed with the TV show Forensic Files. I like it because it's usually a single mom who's being murdered trying to raise her kids, but then they solve the crime. So it feels satisfying like that person got caught. And also people are strange and it helps me go to sleep. I am obsessed with the reality show The Bachelor. Um, I know there's Bachelor Nation. Um, I am definitely like a member of Bachelor Nation. I just love it. I know everything. I have never, ever, ever missed a season. I've watched every episode. I can tell you all the gossip. And the current Bachelor, Ari Leyendyke, I actually met him when I was five years old, and we had a play date together. And I'm convinced that should I have kept that up with him, I would have been the winner of this season's Bachelor. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.